the stuff on your mind is feeling unclear, just hop on the mic and speak without fear. Let's air out. I'm in a rut, people. I'm in a rut. I am in a rut. Not the first rut. Won't be the last rut. But it's definitely a uh, a, for, a for certain rut. This podcast even feels weird. Episode 30. Popping in here. I haven't done anything productive this week at all. Um, productive being a, a weird word. I guess I get to define what productive is, and productive in my terms is uh, not creating content. Just because I have not felt it, I have uh, lost that uh, the passion for it. I said I was going to put out that sketch on Wednesday that uh, that uh, teased with Ethan's body on a Ned Flanders puppet, not a puppet, a doll, and that didn't happen, as you can see by now. And I was thinking about it. I had planned to film on the weekend. Did not film on the weekend. Then I was like, Monday, I got plenty of time to film on Monday. Didn't didn't film on Monday. Tuesday, I was like, I got, I got all day after work on Tuesday. Got off work at like 2 o'clock. I got all afternoon to film it. Didn't film on Tuesday. Just like, it's the same kind of thing I talked about with that schedule thing I had. You know, when I was like, Monday, Wednesday, five videos was dumb. It, I think just scheduling them, period, is a, is a big detriment to me. That's a, just knowing the fact that I've committed to a date and now it now has turned into like feeling like a job and feeling like it's something I have to do is now I don't want to do it anymore. As soon as I have to do something, I'm like, I don't want to do it. It's not for fun anymore. Now it's something I feel like I'm doing for you guys and not something I'm doing for me. So I've just like had no, I've got no passion for it. And I think, uh, I don't think there's gonna be videos for a bit. I've been thinking about it all week. And I was like, I think I'm just gonna go on a little hiatus and, uh, Maybe take the next few weeks, months. I don't know. I'm not going to put a date on it. That seems to be my biggest mistake is putting a date out there of when I'm going to return or when I'm going to release something. Uh, but just like kind of make stuff for myself with no intention of ever uploading it, you know, kind of like that idea of like write a letter to someone, you know, that, never, that you're never going to send just for the sake of writing it. I'm like, what if I just try and make all these ideas I have just for like myself, just like you know, maybe I'll just share it with my friends, you know, no, no anticipation or no intention of uploading it to YouTube. Maybe then I think it was a bad mistake to try and start to build a channel and then also build the content at the same time. That might be my biggest mistake. And so it's not like I'm quitting. I don't want to be a quitter. That was also another thing I didn't want to talk about this podcast. I was worried about saying this and like releasing a video about it. Cause I'm like, Oh, everyone's just going to think I'm a quitter and I'm like a, a failure. Because in my eyes, you know, people don't get to see how I'm living my life. It's like only when I'm putting out there on the stuff on YouTube and on a podcast. That's in my eyes. I'm like, that's the only way people know like how I'm doing. And if I'm not uploading content, like I said, I was going to, everyone's just going to think I'm doing nothing in my life. and I'm, I'm going nowhere. And uh, it's not true. I'm, uh, I'm doing a lot here. I'm actually really, like, I'm really enjoying the job. I'm enjoying yoga every day. I'm enjoying uh, working out. I'm enjoying reading. I'm enjoying painting. I'm enjoying origami. I'm enjoying the, the few, like, little bit of video games I play. I'm enjoying all, all, everything I'm doing pretty much. Way more than I was previously when I would just, like, go to work, come home, and be miserable um, doing jobs I didn't like to do. I'm enjoying life much, much more. Much more, which I think is, like, the, the main goal. 
Um, but what I'm not enjoying is YouTube. That's the that's the one thing that I'm like, I just it ruins all my other activities because not doing YouTube, I feel I just end up like procrastinating everything then. So I'm like, oh well, I have to be doing YouTube, and then I end up just like lying in bed or taking a nap or doing anything to not do it, rather than just being like, I can do any of those other things I enjoy instead. You know. So yeah, it's been a it's been a, a rut week of me. This week I've kind of my idea was if I'm not gonna you know, take a little break from YouTube, just do that as a hobby, make content a hobby, I was treating it like a job, bad idea, sucked all the fun out of it, so I'm going to treat it like a hobby now, you know, just do it when I want to do it, and have fun with it, take as much time as I want to make stuff, and then at some point, I I could see myself in the future still, like, uploading it to YouTube, but I want to have, like, do it like the Loses on Drug style, they had all their content first, then release the channel, I'm going to try that. So I'm going to take a second crack at YouTube. I'm not quitting. I'm just uh, re, re, going to reattempt it. So uh, if you're subscribed to Aaron the Brock, subscribed. If you're subscribed to Aaron the Brock, you can go ahead and unsubscribe. There's not going to be videos there for a while. But also, it's not going to like clog up your sub box or anything. I don't know what I'm going to do about Resident Evil, honestly. I don't know how much is left in that game. But it's like the same thing. I've got no interest. I've kind of The game kind of got boring, honestly. It, uh, it was cool. The whole haunted house thing was cool atmosphere. And now, like, every Resident Evil game, it kind of does the same. Like, it falls apart at the end. They, like, run out of ideas. It's not really scary anymore. Now it's, like, an action game. And it's like, yeah, I don't really know. I don't know about that. But if you guys desperately want it, I can probably crack, like, one more session out of it, one or two, whatever it needs, takes to finish it, and just upload. Maybe I'll just, like, throw on more Aaron the Brock, like, an hour long, put it all out as one video, and just, like, there you go. I finished it. Because uh, I'm not editing those anyways. I just throw my face on it, and that, that's about it. So that could be doable. Um, but yeah, other than that, I know I talked about these like animation videos that I still want to do. I've still got t- tons of ideas. I'm not. It's not a lack of ideas. It's a lack of uh, trying and like getting myself to actually do stuff and actually sit down and like like filming stuff. I don't like. I've talked about that before. I'm like too self conscious about it. Um. The drawing and stuff is just going to take a lot of practice and a lot of time doing that, which I think if I treat it as a hobby, and then I'm like, I don't have to like time constrain myself. I can redo the same drawing over and over again to get it right, rather than being like, I got to get this done by Wednesday and get this out. So I think that's going to help uh, ease my pain because I've been uh, I've been stressed about this YouTube stuff, and it's a uh, it was all my own doing, my own I uh, I bit the hand that fed me myself. I bit myself. I don't think that saying even works in that context. Yeah, that's the one to open this up. Been a rut. Been in a rut. You know, it's not a, It's not too deep of one. I've been in much deeper. I can get. I can get out of these. Get out of these. I'm still reading that discipline book, and it's been. It's been good. It's been helpful. The discipline in ten days. I've done seven days so far. And uh, you know, my relationship with Mr. Hyde. That's a. That's a. That's what kind of like a key factor in that book is uh, they all talk about the Mr. Hyde, which is interesting because like whoever wrote that Jekyll and Hyde book, I know it's some famous author. We all, I think most of us probably read it in high school or something. How did that become like the book for Duality of Man? I'm sure there's like a ton of books before that that covered the topic, and there's a ton of book, books after that. But like Jekyll and Hyde, is that do kids nowadays still understand that reference? Like I feel like it's still being given like how do we just determine that these are the classic books we give to kids in high school 
and like they are just like the staples of literature. You know, Jekyll and Hyde, Frankenstein. Um, we read like the where, where the red fern grows. Um, I don't remember anything other, any other main ones that were like classic literature ones. Bridge of Terabithia, I don't think it counts as classic literature. Um, yeah, I never read like Huck Finn or Tom Sawyer or either any of those. Those uh, but uh, yeah, like Jacqueline Hyde. Uh, Hyde is being like the person inside you that just doesn't want to do stuff, like the lazy guy that's like, hey, you know what? We should uh, we should play video games instead of playing guitar. We should uh, get a snack and eat something rather than go to the gym, you know. And uh, he's very convincing. He's incredibly convincing, especially this week and last week where I'm like, I'm coming home from work. I'm a little tired, but I'm still like, I I could do stuff. If I just start doing stuff rather than like sit down and be lazy, I could get stuff going. But then Mr. Hyde pops up. He's like, hey, you know what would be great though? A nap. And I'm like, you know what, Hyde? You're right. You, you always know what to say. And then next thing I know, I'm taking a nap for like two hours. I can't take like a half hour nap. I'm out. I'm out for like two or three hours. And that just ruins my entire sleep cycle. I'm up to like two in the morning. Then I'm then I'm like waking back up for work at 6.30 and then delaying my alarm for that 10 minutes till 6.40 so I can get up for yoga. Yeah, so I'm trying to get Mr. Hyde under control, which I'm getting better at it. I have a, I decided this week if I'm not going to focus on, I, I, what I need to focus on is like my mind and my body. Get That's how you get out of a rut. You focus on yourself, you know? So I went back. I lost my Fit for Less like membership tag to get into the gym in like last December. Uh, so I just haven't gone to the gym, haven't gone to like pick up a new one. Because, like, to get in, you have to swipe your card, or else you got to, like, go find someone at the desk and talk to them. I really wanted to avoid that conversation, so I just, like, gave up on the gym. And then uh, yesterday, I decided, okay, you know what? I'm finally going to go. Finally going to go uh, have that very difficult conversation of saying, hey, I lost my card. Can I get a new one? And uh, it was a difficult conversation because there was no one at the desk for, like, 40 minutes. They had a sign-up saying, be back in four minutes, and there was no one there. for. I, was, I stood there for, like, half an hour. Uh, but luckily, the guy working there is like, uh, hey, they normally charge you for these cards, but uh, like, here's one on the house and gave it to me. Their scanner was down, so we couldn't like program it, so I got to go back in and have that same conversation. Hopefully, it's him again and be like, hey, can you know, activate this card and not charge me the $15? But uh, yeah, I feel like I'm getting in shape, getting exercise back in my routine. That will be good. I still, I'm doing yoga every morning. Um, that's going to have to go away soon because we're still doing like the 8 a.m.s at work. And uh, once we get to like the 6 a.m.s and stuff like that, I'm not going to do 5 a.m. yoga. That's not uh, not really fair to our roommate in the basement. Uh, like he's usually, I hear him like puttering about when I'm leaving the house there around 7.30, 7.40. So I think he's up around 7, I'm assuming. So like doing 6.45 yoga, I don't think it's too detrimental to him. Uh, but 5 a.m., that's, that's tough. That's tough. I wouldn't do that to him. Um but I think getting into, yeah, more uh, lifting stuff, getting stronger. I was like, what if I just got in really good shape, you know? I'm going to be out walking a lot in the sunshine. I want to ride my bike to work, which that'd be excellent cardio. There's hills both ways going to the, the golf course. Uh, so that'd be great exercise. And then, like, going to the gym afterwards, I got to pass the gym on my way home anyway. So I might as well stop at the gym, do a little workout, get a little strength training going. So I'm going to do a lot of cardio. Yeah, what if I just got in really good shape? And then, like, getting, you know, exercise would, like, encourage me to, like, not eat complete garbage and just ruin all the exercise I'm doing just toss it out the window that didn't apply last night I still ordered Uber Eats on Wednesdays as I usually do and didn't record a podcast it's Thursday once again absolutely beautiful March 31st last day of March for the 30th podcast 
Yeah. So uh, I'm going to try and get in really good shape. Really, really good shape. This whole podcast is not going to be just me talking about myself, by the way. I guess uh, I'll probably have to say in the intro that we will talk about. I was looking through my vacation pictures from 2017 when I went to Southeast Asia. And now that I got this map in front of me, I can kind of track my own route. I remember last, I think last podcast, I was talking about something geography-wise, but I couldn't remember where a country was. And then as I was editing it, not even as I was editing it, I, as I was listening back to it, which is the editing it. So yeah, when I was editing it, I realized that there was a map right in front of me that I couldn't figure out where this country was. And I could have just looked up slightly. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that little selfie Asia trip. Looking back at those pictures, actually, I haven't looked at them since I think I sent them to my mom in 2017. I haven't looked at them, like, ever. I uh, put them all on my computer, and then... Buenos. Bominos. Is Bominos? What is Bominos? That's not on the map. That's not a country. That's a, a word. Vamanos or Bominos? I don't know. Lucas is speaking Spanish. He can, he can tell us. I don't know if he listens to these, though. I'm not sure. If he does, let me know if it's Bominos or Vamanos and what that means. Yeah, what was I saying? Um, talk about myself. I was airing out. Um, yeah, going to get in really good shape. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to... I'm not recording video, but I am flexing in the mirror right now. I've got, like, a, a very good base like a good foundation laid i think for building muscle i'm just there's also a lot of like just some pudge just some extra pudge i got lying around that i could probably just get rid of get rid of this i'm like i float between 200 and 210 like if i'm 210 i can like by the end of the week i get down to 200 just by like managing my diet and like just not overeating but i feel like if i got down to like a buck 80 ooh, i'd be a leaning fighting machine i would be something to reckon with um, and y'all, it's probably like a lot of wealthy divorcees at this golf and country club I'm working at. So maybe, maybe it makes sense to get a little, get a little jacked, find some, some old lady sponsorships that want to like help a, help a trash man get through life without working. Help me f- employ my dreams of unemployment, deploy my dreams of unemployment, chase my dreams of unemployment, whatever it is, whatever it is, I'm rambling. Yeah. I don't know what else to, what else to say about me. That was good. That was a good fifteen minute intro. That's how long intros usually are, but uh, that's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. So I'm at, I'm in a rut. Been feeling kind of glum lately. Kind of feeling lazy, lethargic, not doing much. I've been loving guitar lately. Actually, I have been. Normally, I, when I was playing guitar, I was like doing like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, and I'm being like, okay, that's it. That's done. I'm good with that. But now it's like crept into like forty five minutes to an hour. Now, as I'm getting better, as it gets more fun to play. Uh, and getting more like at some point I'll start playing in front of more people I played in front of I said uh, I think I told you guys on the last podcast I was going to play for my friends on a our Google Hangouts call we do at the end of every month I played them the Last of Us theme that I've been working on and of course I played it the worst I've ever played it like I had it nailed down even before I hopped on the call I was like I'm crushing it like I got all the I got all the transitions done there's like one part that I'm a little sloppy on but for the rest of it I should crush it and then, of course, you hit one mistake performing in front of people, and it's just all crumbles down hill. It's like, it's all gone. It's all done. You know, just a, a landslide. You, you step on a rock, and you start a landslide. The old Mario Kart term, you know? So, um, you know, now I'm like, I want redemption. I want to learn more songs, so I'm just adding more songs to the repertoire. It's, a, it's just fun, even just noodling around. I wish, I wish I could, like, find some more chord progressions and kind of write my own stuff. I can't sing, though, still. I still can't sing, so that's like singing will never be part of it. I don't think, unless it's like bad singing, like Five was dumb, 
like i think i could do that like bad in a comedic sense um so it's like i'm obviously not trying but i'm not like uh, intentionally being horrible i'm just like I, I can't hit tones i can't i don't know how to sing notes like my vo- i got i feel like i got a weird voice even here in the back it's like i feel like I, it's like i semi hit puberty and then my body just stopped at some point and then like every so often i like i get the voice cracks so i think if, it's like my balls are like suddenly dropping a little bit you know like in those movies when the bus like crashes over the cliff and it's like it's hanging on by a thread and like every so often like jerks down and everyone's like ah, ah that's like what my puberty feels like my balls are that bus hanging over a cliff and every you know instead of like every few minutes the bus drops a little bit more it's every few like months to a year my balls drop a little bit more give me a little more testosterone so maybe maybe by the time i'm like 40 i'll have a deeper voice but uh, other than that no i don't know it's hard to hard to judge your own voice where where why does everyone have a different voice too like um why is that so unique is is there like a finite amount of voices like if you have your um you're like twin out there right would your identical, like, uh, your long-lost twin or whatever, there's, like, someone who looks just like you is out there, because there's, like, a, a number of, certain number of faces, I guess, would they have the same voice as you, too? Is there, like, a, is there more people with the same voice? Like, what are the vocal cord, uh, permutations compared to, like, facial permutations? Is there a bunch of people that sound just like me? Or is this, is my voice, like, my fingerprint? It's, like, it's one of a kind. I don't know how that works. Interesting, though. Interesting, though. Yeah. Other than that, I think I'm gonna, I think I get to this uh, this trip. This trip, I'm gonna pull up the photos. I can't show you guys, unfortunately. I just have to describe them. I I think they're in chronological order because I can't really remember. Um, I haven't really talked about this trip too much, honestly. I think like after I did it, I was like, oh yeah, it's cool, it's neat, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I wish I I wish I paid more attention to it. This was in oh in 2017, November 2017, so I would have been 23. I would have just turned 23 when I went there. Kind of still like a a, a dumb guy, you know? I didn't, I, would, I didn't hit my stride yet. I hadn't found myself. Still heavily drinking. That's all I really cared about. But, yeah. Um, little brief pause. Why do I even have to pause? I guess I guess for the sake of structure, I'll throw in. We'll take a pause. I'm not actually going to pause, though. At some point, I'm just going to... Do-do-do-do-do. Musical interlude. Okay, what's up, guys? We are back. And, uh, yeah, we are into the new section, the Jambodia. Jam, it wasn't just Cambodia trip. I went on a trip in 2017 with my mother to Southeast Asia. And it involved uh, Thailand, Cambodia, and Vietnam, I believe. Um, And now, (laughs) right off the bat, I can't tell you. I'm pretty sure... We went west to east. I think we started in Thailand and then made our way to Vietnam and left from Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. I'm pretty sure that's what we did. I'm pretty sure that's what we did. But uh, let me just, 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 I'm just going to do this all from memory and then use these photos kind of as like a guide. So the first thing I remember about this trip is like not even leaving yet. Uh, just being at home. Um, I couldn't sleep the night before. I was... Uh, I wasn't, like, excited, but, I was, like, my mind was just racing. Uh, so I woke up at, like, 3 a.m. or something, and this did not fall back asleep. Because, like, oh, we can, I can sleep on the plane. It's no problem. So I remember uh, packing that morning, because uh, I'm very lazy about that stuff. Pack, 
I'm pro- I think I forgot a bunch of stuff too because I'm just I'm not good at preparation. I don't like planning ahead. If you can tell by these podcasts and the videos I have made, there's not a lot of preparation going into my life. Uh, it's just I'm just a doer, not a, a, a planner. Um, I remember watching like uh, Anthony Bourdain videos uh, on Netflix. I think I was watching uh, the layover or like Parts Unknown or something on Netflix like the morning of. Uh, just like watch him in Asian cities trying to like get a feel for like what it's going to be like and get an idea like maybe some of the stuff like foods and stuff I should try or something like that I don't think I took anything away from it though it was just an enjoyable it's like a good good shows that's about it um so we left it was like an afternoon flight I want to say our flight took off at like 2 or 3 p.m it was not a not one of those early morning ones you have to get up for it was a it was a easy flight to get to the flight was it was a long one. It was a long one. You fly, you fly west, which yeah makes most, most makes sense. Looking at my map, you fly like over Alaska and then come out over. I don't know if we. I guess we probably flew over Russia, then like flew like south, southwest down to. Now I'm starting to feel like if we came in from the west, if we flew west, we would have come in east at Vietnam. So it would make more sense if we actually started in Vietnam. And then made our way to Thailand. Maybe the last... Maybe Bangkok. We left out of Bangkok and not Ho Chi Minh City. I know at some point we were in Ho Chi Minh City. That's what I can guarantee for you. Whether it was at the start of the trip or at the end of the trip, I, I couldn't tell you. I'll have to ask my mom. Uh, but I can't do that uh, before. So I'll have to like, fact check it for the next podcast. I'll, I'll let you guys know. Um, Cambodia was, was in the middle. So that makes sense. That checks out. Um, yeah. So it was like a... I want to say it was like a 14-hour flight... And we landed somewhere, maybe we landed somewhere in Vietnam and then flew like another two-hour flight into Ho Chi Minh City, something like that. It was a long time. It was a long, a long process in the air. Uh, and the planes, not designed for uh, big, bigger fellows. I'm not even like a huge guy, but I'm like a bigger, compared to uh, a lot of people that were on the flight, a lot of uh, Asian people, they're like not known for their large size and big frames. Uh, so the plane was more designed for them. Very cramped. It was like uh, three seats on each side, and then the middle was like a five-row seat. Uh, and we were in the one of the middle five rows. I got my mom gave me the alley, the alley seat in the, like the end of the fifth row. So I was like seat number five uh, because that gave me the most legroom. But it was still so cramped, such a little amount of space I had there. It was very uncomfortable for the whole flight. Um, I remember the flight attendants were kind of, kind of dicks and they were like, you know, the whole, like, uh, they're like, please don't use your phone for the flight. Not just don't use it for like takeoff and landing, you know, turn off your electronic devices. They're like telling people during the flight, like, Hey, you can't like turn your phone off. You can't be on your phone at all. So I was like, you had to like sneak, like putting headphones in and like not visibly have your phone out. You had to like, only if you wanted to watch stuff, you had to watch it on the like in-flight entertainment, which I wonder if that's like what they wanted, it was more, it wasn't like a, the plane's going to crash. It was more like, Hey, watch our advertisements, which the advertisements were like in languages I can't even understand. So it's like, did no skin off my back, but, uh, yeah. Um, cool being a minority minority. Uh, not a lot of white people are on that flight flying to <laughs> Thailand or Vietnam. One of the two. Um, yeah, I remember what movies I think I watched, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. The movie selection sucked. 
that's what I can tell you. It sucked. It was terrible. It wasn't like a like you hear flights of people on like uh, Air Canada and stuff like that. It wasn't. It wasn't one of those big airlines. Some Asian like Cambodia Air or something, Vietnam Air something something like that. One of those airlines. So their their in flight entertainment selection sucked. Most of the movie I had already seen, I think pretty much every movie I had already seen, and the ones I hadn't seen, I like I had no interest in. Um, but it was a fourteen-hour flight, and I couldn't go on my phone. Um, I don't think I had my DS or anything. I would have. I think I just had my Kobo, which at that point I wasn't really reading either. I didn't re- read much at all when I was twenty-three. Uh, so I remember flight sucked. Very boring. Uh, we finally get to our destination. First thing I remember getting off is seeing a palm tree. And it being very warm. Uh, and we're like, we're leaving Canada in November. So you guys can guess what the temperature is like leaving. So I was like, wow, this is very nice. I like this very much. I saw my, like pretty much my first palm tree. I've seen palm trees, um, like when I went to Florida as a kid. But I don't like visibly remember looking at palm trees. So it was like a cool experience to see a palm tree. Uh, then we got our cab and uh, immediately sketched out. Because we arrived at like 3 a.m. their time. Um, so like finding a cab, I'm like, we're kidneys are gone. They're taking them. A- everyone here is out to get me. Very, uh, very stereotypical of me. Very judgmental. Uh, thinking that now first time in a foreign country that they all just want my, uh, my, my white organs, my prime, my prime specimen. I've, I always fall into the white supremacy stuff. I, I swear I didn't say this out loud to them. No, I'm, I was very respectful when I was there. Um, he drove us to our hotel. I don't remember you. It was dark out. I don't remember too much from this this drive-in. Uh, do you remember we got to a hotel and like uh, the front desk guy was sleeping on a couch uh, in the hotel? It's very narrow, very narrow building. Uh, not a big, it was like not a big hotel like you'd expect. Uh, very nice though, very nice though. Maybe it was like a six-story hotel. We go in. My mom's like, "Hey, you cannot drink the water here. Uh, the water here will make you sick. I guess uh, like the microbes and stuff in it. Our bodies aren't used to it." first thing i did was drink the water like immediately don't tell me not to do it because now I, now i want to do it uh didn't get sick either i like i brush my teeth with that water all the time i got fine uh i was fine i was like you know what if i just do it get my body used to it i'll be fine like i think steve-o talked about that too he talked about like going to a foreign country and like he would see people like just drinking straight out of the river and like washing their clothes and stuff he's like well if they're doing it, i can do it and then like if you just do it your body's like okay this is the stuff that's gonna be bad to us well we'll figure it out and now you're like friends with the microbes so that was my approach. Yeah, I was fine. Honestly, it was a it was no big deal. Um, so the next day, we went on a mom had booked a scooter tour. So this this entire trip was with this group called G Adventures. Uh, they like do like planned excursions for people, and they like give you a tour guide. He takes you all across. He, t- he was with us through like all the countries. You're with the same group the whole time. Um, but our G Adventures stuff didn't start until the next day. So, like, he, our tour guide currently had a group with him uh, for this, let's just call it Monday, I guess, for, for simplicity's sakes. Maybe it was Sunday. That would make sense if the trip ended on a Sunday. So, like, on Sunday, he's, like, they had their farewell dinner that we are going to go with them. Um, and all these people were, like, moving on, either going home or continuing their trips. Um, but their G-Adventure time was ending, and then our group would start on Monday with this tour guide, Zam. Uh, who was a great guy. Great guy, Zam. I wonder what he's... He probably still tour guiding and stuff. They don't get paid great, though. They kind of get a little bit taken advantage of, uh, which is too bad. Uh, they're very reliant on tips, uh, which he deserved every every dollar he got. Uh, American money, too. That's a... 
That's something I'm not used to. I don't like American... People love, rave about American money. I hate it. Damn little tissue paper. I'm also not... If you've seen... I have, like, the Ridge wallet. And not great for keeping cash. So I just, like, stuff the bills in my pocket. And it, they just crinkle up. And it's just in balls. And, like, when I gotta pay for something, I'm, like, uncurling the money. And, like, just... It's awful. If you, people have gone to hockey games with me. Uh, the boys in Columbus and New Jersey know what I'm talking about. I just, like, dump all these crinkled up tissue paper bowls. Balls of paper of money, of money on the counter. And like, one beer, please. Um, so what was I saying? Yeah, scooter tour, day one. So that kind of our, like, get used to the city, learn learn what's going on in Ho Chi Minh City. Is it my Ho Chi Minh City? I wonder if there's actually, um, I can look at the picture here, see if there's like a, a GPS tag or something on it. Or I could check my, I don't think my Google Maps profile would go back that far. Sorry, um, I'll try and talk. I'll talk through this. Um, yeah. So she booked a scooter, a scooter tutor. Okay, I can't. I can't talk through it. Apparently, my timeline. Um, it was with a company, not G Adventures. It was, it was with a local, a local company. March 2022, 2021. Oh, here we go. I changed the year, 2017. November, there's a bunch of days crossed out, like these days didn't exist. November 5th, 2021. Okay, here we go. It does. It does, it actually has like the, the whole Ho Chi Minh City, baby. Knew it. So we landed, we landed in Vietnam. And this actually has the whole score tour. Um, I can probably tell you the hotel. Phuong 11. This is cool. This is very cool. I should have planned this out more ahead of time. I can't... So we're in Ho Chi Minh City then. For this day one. Yeah, and we booked a scooters tour on scooters very popular. If you've never been or seen like stuff over there, they're everywhere. That's like people don't buy cars. I guess cars are like because there's just so many people packed in there. It's just scooters everywhere. And uh there's lines on the roads. They don't really mean anything though. Um so it was very interesting. Like uh first off the scooter I was riding on, uh as I talked about like the smaller Asian people on the flight, my tour guide was like this little female girl. She, I think she was like twenty or something, um, and she was like f- four foot eleven or something. She was very, very short, very small, and she's driving. And I'm like on the back of her riding, riding bitch. Like I'm just, t- I'm way bigger than her, and she's totally in charge of my life. Uh, so it was a very awkward view. Uh, I'm sure people seeing it, just looking at the big foreigner riding on the back of the scooter. Um, but like, if you ha- driving there, you are responsible for what's in front of you. That's it. Whatever's behind you, uh, driving in Asia, not your problem. That's why like the horns constantly honking, constantly honking, because you're just telling people that like you're behind them, you're cutting, in, you're coming around them. They're not gonna turn their head and look at you, but they're just like, okay, there's honking behind me. There's someone driving somewhere behind me. So it's just constant horns honking. I have videos of it, like the, in the whole thing. You just hear like the wind blowing and horns honking constantly. And there's like the scooters are like packed in like ten across on this three lane road. Everyone's just weaving in and out of traffic. Um, which I mean, they say stereotype Asians are bad drivers. I think it's not like they have an inability to drive. It's that we are they are not used to this like very strict form of driving that we have. Uh, you're just like go. You just, you just as long as you don't hit anything in Asia, you're good. You're you're a perfect driver. Uh, and most there's not a lot of accidents there. Saying like not a lot of people get hit. Uh, even like crossing the street, they say like just just walk across. 
don't like stop and like wait for cars and stuff you just walk across and they'll drive around you and you're fine if stopping and stuff throws them off more because they don't know what you're going to do then but if you're walking they're like okay he's going to be they can like predict where you're going and stuff like that uh so that was like a a very cool first experience uh so it wasn't just like driving around they stopped us at all these like different the first place we stopped that we stopped for tea and we got these vietnamese teas uh and i remember the shop owner like kept looking at me uh and she was talking to our tour guide and he yeah i was wearing I, I was growing my hair out this summer i had like big aviators on and like a like a hawaiian shirt on um i was a, i was a big boy at this point too i was like 230 or 240 i was i was hefty 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 boy um and they're like they kept staring at me and like talking and then the tour guide after we like drank our tea and like got back on the screws like they said you're very handsome they said very very handsome boy very handsome man and of course my mom then goes yes he is my handsome man that's my boy and i got embarrassed but i was also like and like yeah kind of like a celebrity here you know six foot one big boy you know big celebrity guy yeah it felt good getting those compliments uh she wasn't the first and she wasn't the last person in asia to compliment me uh yeah, I guess I'm quite like a, a white swan out there, you know? Anyone would. Any of you, any of you, uh, just white people in general are like, they like us. They like us over there. It's cool. Um, okay. So we drove around more. Um, I took a lot of videos on this. I wish I could like somehow show you guys on the podcast, but if I played you the audio, it wouldn't be, uh, it'd just be me, 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 it's not worth it. But uh, go look up some stuff on YouTube of driving around Ho Chi Minh City. Um, we stopped for drinks at one place. And uh, the most memorable drink I had was they had this big bottle with there was a king cobra snake inside it eating a scorpion. And it was like this rice vodka or something crazy like that. And he he had like four or five different alcohols for us to try. Uh, and he was just like pouring us shots. They're very little. Like little tiny shot glasses, not even like like a half ounce, maybe even like a quarter ounce, like very small. And me being like a 23-year-old, uh, probably an alcoholic at that point, just not admitting to it, like just wanted booze. I was like, I want more shots. Like give me more shots than just this little one. It tasted terrible, but I was like, there's alcohol in it. And I'm getting a buzz on and riding on this back of the scooter, warm air going around it. Being in like a foreign city is awesome. It was, it was a great experience. Um... But uh, I think if you go to my Instagram, uh, Aaron Brox, I have a picture of the the snake snake scorpion vodka on there. I, I believe so. You can see it. Uh, they took a shot of it. My mom took a shot too. Uh, we all did. <laughs> the drivers did too, which actually, I don't know how I feel about that. They all, they were all drinking. Um, let me just make sure that picture is up there. It is. It is. There's a, there's actually a good amount of of what what's it called two hours until we head for shanghai okay just found november 3rd we went to shanghai where's shanghai what uh what country's shanghai in um is that in china japan um shanghai i guess i could google it i feel like shanghai should be like a common this is why i got the world map because my geography sucks shanghai is in china i knew it so we, we landed in Shanghai first in China. Where's Shanghai? Is it on the... Yeah, okay, Shanghai's around the East Coast. We landed in Shanghai and then flew from Shanghai to Ho Chi Minh City. There you go. There you go. Completed that story. 
Um, yeah, so did a bunch of shots. Very fun experience driving all around. Uh, the rest of that day, I think the scooter tour took us most, like, it was like four to six hours. Like, it was a good amount of time. Uh, then we went back to the hotel, kind of like showered and changed and stuff, and then met up with the, the group for that end of night dinner. I don't remember what we had. Uh, I think the food was ordered for us, uh, and they just kind of brought it out. All the like restaurants and all the, everything you do is like planned by G Adventures. There's some restaurants where you could order like whatever you wanted, uh, but a lot of times it was like uh, you'd pick like from what like kind of like a wedding thing. Like you pick from one or two options. Like you know, a very limited a limited menu that we all got to choose from. I think it was like a subsidized cost because uh, we they like guarantee you're getting like 15 customers with the group. Um, so the next day, I don't really remember. Honestly, I don't remember how many days we spent in each place. So these are all scooter tours. So I'm just flipping through all the pictures I have. It is, it's, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Okay, we did a riverboat cruise. This is November 6th. So I left, we left November 3rd. We probably, we didn't land until November 4th. Or, no, I think we lost a day. We lost a day because we flew over. It was one of those weird flights where you, like, fly over the time zone. So, like, I was, I, November 4th, 2017 actually didn't exist for me. We flew right into November 5th. Yeah, I think that's how it worked. Because uh, we landed at 3 a.m., yeah. Yeah, we landed at 3 a.m. November 5th. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out, yeah. So, on November 6th, we did this river cruise in... Vietnam, so Vietnam somewhere. I, don't, I at this point I couldn't tell you. I didn't know. I know like the main cities we we're in in each place. Um. Sorry, I'm staring at the map. Yeah, we did this river cruise. Uh, it was gorgeous, absolutely beautiful on these like little canoes. I remember, kind of like a like it was almost like a tropical resort. Like you go. You sail out to these islands, and then like you're you're paddling through like all these bushes and tree cover over top of you, like a tunnel of trees that you're sailing through, not sailing through, paddling through, and then you get to this like opening where they've got big canopies all set up and like tables all set up, kind of like a like you see like a Hawaiian resort or something like that, you know, with like all the the leaves and stuff like that on the on the canopies on the top. So you get in there, and you, uh, I think uh, there's like a bit of walking. Uh, involved too before we got to the the lunch portion which was the end lunch was the end so remember we walked in and like uh the first stop we had on this hike they had like a bunch of like local fruits in for us to try a bunch of local foods so we like ate all those with our group um then after that we kept walking to like another stop where they had a bunch of animals i remember, so, like i remember holding like a big snake and uh some lizards and stuff like that um they had some other like candies and stuff and like some rice candies and some other little foods you could try um, there was, I think there was like a candy, like a candy making factory or not a factory, but like a place where they make local candy kind of reminded me of like, uh, like the maple syrup, uh, places you go to kind of like, kind of like that, like syrupy stuff like that, making hard candies, maybe, to- maybe it was toffee, maybe it was toffee they were making. I don't know. I'm not, I'm an unreliable narrator, but it's something like that. I remember the gift store we were in, we were in there for a while. And then finally we took the boat out to this lunch place and uh they said they were it was like uh i don't remember what kind of fish it was like angelfish or something this fish is like a delicacy and the and um a big thing they ate on this island and no one at the table ordered it and i was like okay i'm gonna well of course i'm gonna get this fish that they've been raving about the whole time 
and they brought it out and it was like the the full fish just like fried and cooked itself uh there's a picture of me like just holding the fish up by itself i kissed it on the lips uh, it was a great fish uh only downside was there's not a lot of meat on it like you kind of like just pick it right off the bone and like i remember finishing it and like that's that's all i got for a whole fish like i could have eaten like four or five of these fishes honestly like you get a batch of fish and chips and that's like way more than what i just got way less batter though they're not into like the fats and stuff over there um so nothing too exciting that day i don't remember much of that other than like kissing the fish and uh doing that um next thing i remember i think november 7th yeah we made our way into cambodia on this day um so to travel around we were all on buses uh so it was a long drive on the bus like uh jeez I could, I could look it up, actually. I want to say it was like six hours or something riding this bus. Early morning, uh, Ho Chi Minh City to Phnom Penh. Ho Chi Minh City to Phnom Penh. Um, there you go, directions. Four hours, 51 minutes, yeah. It's like a five-hour drive from Ho Chi Minh City to Phnom Penh. And we had to, like, uh, we got held up at the border. Because uh, they have to like check all the passports and everything like that. Uh, and Cambodia was the main portion. Yes, we were in, just in Vietnam for the like the arrival day, and then that second day on the the scooters and all that. And I lied. Then on also the day, I guess two days, two full days, we landed at like three a.m. in the morning of the one day. Um and yeah, five hour bus ride, stop on the border. The only thing I really remember from the border was after we got across. Um, like, we've been on the bus for a while. We wanted to stop for some food. Uh, so we stopped us at this, like, just inside, like, this family restaurant just past the border. Like, maybe, like, half an hour inside the border. Um, and it's, like, almost like a... It's in, like, a strip mall or something like that. Or their version of a strip mall. So, like, a big open parking lot and, like, buildings all around it. And they're, like... They serve... It's just, like, this kind of, like, curry kind of thing. I don't remember, like, exactly. It was, like, rice and some meat and some, some red sauce. I remember uh, our Zam is like, make it very mild, like white people mild. Everyone wants it here very, very mild, as mild as you can make it. Like, don't make it hot. And I'm, I'm like, I eat sriracha. Like, I, I can handle heat. Uh, this mild thing's going to be like, may, may not be hot enough, honestly. Ass scorcher. Ass scorcher. It couldn't believe, like, that's as mild as they can make it, and everyone was dying like it was brutal the heat level they have over there is absolutely insane nothing we have like here can like comprehend uh, nothing i've eaten has ever been like the hottest thing i've eaten here was probably as hot as that very mild meal like i barely got through it there wasn't a ton of water around so everyone's dying and sweating we have to get back on the bus i think what hot food is it's like one thing getting it down then you just know there's around two coming like when you're in the bathroom the other time like afterwards and that's even worse because that like lingers oh man it was brutal absolutely brutal um then after that yeah continued to take the bus in got to Nam Penh which our hotel in Nam Penh is actually actually gorgeous there might be a picture of that on my Instagram as well um and something I realized like so Cambodia has a very dark history which at the time, like being a 23 year old, I didn't really care about. I was like, this whole trip, I'm like, I just 50 cent beers, I fucking love it, dude. I just want to drink all night and just part. I'm here to party. And uh, I wish I could go back and actually study the history and stuff now that I've kind of looked into it myself 
and like I've done I've read about the place and like all the stuff we've done and like the history of the Khmer Rouge um if you don't know in like the in the 70s um there's a these people called the Khmer Rouge uh kind of took over Cambodia by force uh their leader was Pol Pot um and they like just a, a genocide like people starving um kind of the typical story you hear of like a uh, communism and like uh sh- everything is shared um so they like it, no more jobs or anything if you were an intellectual they just killed you everyone is now a farmer they had to evacuate the city give up all your belongings because everything has to be shared um they're gonna give you just feed you with rice and fish and that's it that's what all everyone gets so everyone's like starving and dying and they killed a bunch of people awful time um uh, there is a movie on Netflix called First They Killed My Father. And, uh, like, the intro scene is takes place in Phnom Penh. And it's, like, the Khmer Rouge coming in. Uh, they had just won the war and, like, overthrown the current king. And uh, everyone's, like, cheering and, like, super happy. Like, yeah, the Khmer Rouge, the war's over. Yay, good for you guys. Um, and then, like, the dad in the movie is like, hey, this is, this is bad news. We got to pack our stuff and we got to, like, get out of here. We're leaving. Um, and like the view of, uh, in that movie of like looking down at the Khmer Rouge, like drive through the streets, like was the same view that we had in our hotel apartment, like looking down, like into the streets, uh, very, uh, very surreal, uh, to see that like in the movie and like, oh wow, I was like there. And then thinking about like this entire city got deserted and like the military just kicked everyone out. It's like, oh yeah, you can you can come back in three days. There's gonna be a bombing and stuff. We gotta clear the city. And like they left the city and they could never go back for years and years. Like all their stuff they had was just gone. Um, yeah. So it's a learning about it afterwards. I wish I paid more attention uh, when we were there. But uh, yeah, a very nice, very nice hotel room. I do remember the our air conditioner had a leak and it dripped all night long. It was so annoying. It was like Chinese water torture. Just drip, 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 drip. And like I stayed up for so long. And like it was also because of that, our room was like pretty hot. It's a, it's pretty hot in Cambodia. Uh, even in November. Uh, is it below the equator? Where's the equator on this? On this, uh, what's it called? I think, yeah, Cam- yeah Cambodia is south of the It's re- pretty much on the equator, actually. I think I don't see where the equator. Oh, there's the equator. No, I'm wrong. I'm way wrong. The equator goes through uh, Indonesia, so it's a it's north of the equator, but it's it's hot. It's hot. It's real hot there, and not having AC made it real hot. Um, what I remember at Cambodia, I remember there was like a market uh, close by our apartment that we my mom and I walked to. And I really wanted to get these like cotton pants. I saw everyone wearing these cotton shirts. They're like very breathable and super comfortable. And they got, like, elephants all over them. Uh, so I remember walking there and, like, buying clothes. And they're like, how much for this shirt and this pants? And they're like, $7. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem, $7. My mom's just, like, immediately went, like, $6, $5. We're not paying full price here. And I'm like, mom, they they got nothing. <laughs> like, they literally just so close to tourists. $7 is a gr- You'd never get that deal in Canada. We're paying, like, $25 for this deal. And they're like, $7, like, not a chance. Not a chance they're getting my hard-earned money. 
that was that was weird to me they immediately now that you have the option to haggle you're immediately haggling i i couldn't get behind it i was like whatever number price they say of course they're gonna like say a higher price for tourists and that was like her judge her like reasoning they're like they're charging us more because we're tourists i'm like they should charge us more like we want we got more money than all of them like we're living way better lives of course i'm, f- I'm fine paying an extra two or three dollars uh, to get these comfy clothes uh, yeah so i remember we got some clothes um and then the main thing we're in cambodia for uh, like, the main part of this whole trip was to go to Angkor Wat, uh, the very famous temple in Cambodia. Um, so we got up, got up at, like, 4 a.m. Um, where did we go from Phnom Penh? We had two different hotels in Cambodia. Uh, I don't remember what the second hotel was. I don't think, I, I think we were just in Phnom Penh, honestly, for maybe, like, a day or two. Um, we did have a... So, yes, yeah, forget about Angkor Wat for a second. No, because we didn't. CM Reap. We went to CM Reap after Phnom Penh. So, in Phnom Penh, we, uh, I guess it's like the capital. Uh, so, we did. I remember one day we had uh, got on tuk tuks in like those bicycles. Uh, so, you sit in front of the bicycle and there's a guy behind you and he kind of rides you around. And they took us on like a tour of Phnom Penh to like all like the capital buildings and kind of the, the rich and bougie side. Um, that was very cool to see uh, a lot of cool architectures and lots of very cool buildings. Uh, and there's some festival going on. I think like it was all made, I, I, in my mind, I was like, Oh, it's Christmas lights. It's like November. They're putting up Christmas lights and there's like all, all these bright lights all set up in all these town squares. And it was very beautiful, like riding along the coast. Super cool. Um, I remember there all the tuk tuk drivers. They're like, like we get down to the lobby for a hotel and they're just like grabbing and like, you get in, get in mine, get in mine. Cause they want, they know you're going to tip afterwards. So they like, they want to get you, they want to make sure they get a ride and then like, they don't want to be like left behind or like, oh, I didn't get someone now. I'm not getting paid for the day. Um, but no one was like grabbing me cause I guess no one wanted to push around the 240 pound guy. I was like, the, I got, I got picked last by the tuk tuk drivers. Like it was a dodgeball game. It very hurt me. It hurt me. But then my guy was ripping, dude. I, this guy must have huge quads because we were we were flying. Um, we were like in the front of the pack the whole time, so I like got unobscured view of the entire trip we took uh, all around uh, Phnom Penh. Uh, and then after that, we had like dinner on this very nice patio at night. It was very very quaint. Again, I don't remember what I ate. I don't remember the food. I don't remember any of the food besides the very last day that we'll get to. I, none of the food really stood out to me. Uh, I feel like it's just like a lot of a lot of rice and chicken and vegetables. Um, I did eat, I did eat bugs at one point because they had it on the menu. I ate like crickets and these like long those like long stick bugs. I ate those. Um, I don't remember what city that was in. This that might have been this city because I think. And we might have like done a double dinner. Now I think about it. I remember at one point I think Sam, yeah, Sam was like, Hey, you guys if you want, you can go back to your hotel after this first dinner we just had on this patio. Uh, and then he's like, But if anyone else wants to like see some nightlife, you can you can come along with me. And my mom was like, Well, we got nothing else going on. Let's just let's go check out this nightlife. So we took it took us to this other like this it was like a very nice house in like the middle of downtown. And we walked in, like, you have to walk in beside, like, a pool. It was beautiful, beautiful. And they had bugs on the menu. I'm like, I'll, I'll muck some bugs. I'd love to. 
So I ate a bunch of bugs and then got like a pork shoulder, I want to say. Delicious. It was absolutely delicious. Um, that's about all I remember in Nom Pen. That's about it. These stories might not be great now that I'm thinking about this podcast. It's me just kind of half remembering the entire trip. I guess I should pull the, the photos back up. There's the fish. There's Nom Pen. There's the tuck tuck. Tuck tuck. There's the capital. There's all the lights. Beautiful. Yeah, it is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Oh, we did a river cruise. A uh, different a boat. This is not like the paddle out one we did in, uh, what's it called? Ho Chi Minh. Uh, this was on like a, a bigger, like a, I was going to say like, like a Serendipity Princess size boat, but like no one knows that other than the Barry people. But like a, like a good size, like a ferry, like a ferry, just a smaller ferry, not for cars, for people, a people ferry, a boat um that was cool like uh all along whatever some big river that uh Phnom Penh is on I don't know what river it is um it was very you see a very big distinction though because like on one side it's like this rich side of Phnom Penh like the city and then on the opposite side of the river is like all the fishermen in like their little like shanty towns like very like you know uh steel steel siding houses and like they're all in their boats and there's like a lot of them lived in their boats too those like long boats with like a there's like a long canoe with like a tarp in the middle of it that they slept in uh, and like that's a very uh you know a very different side of things you know the rich and the poor on each side of it i remember being very upset on this cruise though because you're, you only got two drink to- tickets and uh, that guy gave you two bottles of beer and that was not enough for me and i was like i'm, I'm on the boat i want to be buzzing i want to be drunk and I was like, is there any more beer left? Like, I don't have any tickets, but, like, they didn't bring extra beer. There's nothing you could buy either. It's a bummer. Like, now it wouldn't have been a bummer. Now I would have been, like, looking at stuff, too, maybe talking to people rather than just being a grouch the whole time. Actually, I haven't even mentioned, like, who we were with. Um, who do I remember? Who do I remember? There was an old Australian lady. There was a young Australian guy. He was kind of kind of an odd duck he only i think he only brought one he was like he was traveling across a long way and he like only had one shirt and one pair of shorts i think i saw him wear the whole time um he was like the only person my age though and he was like a world traveler we we were very different people i I was like uh, i was traveling with my mom and he was off on his own very far away from home um there were the irish uh couple the Irish girl was very, very cute. Elish. I remember her. Uh, and then her husband or boyfriend or whatever he was, was a massive dude. Um, then there was the Canadians, Gart and his wife. Uh, that was very weird, like meeting them. In my mind, I was like, oh, there's going to be a lot of like Canadians and Americans. And there was one, I think one pair of Canadians and one pair of Americans. And then everyone else was like European or Australian or something. And that was very weird to me because I'm like, I have Everyone I know is Canadian, so I have to assume everyone, everyone in the world is Canadian. Uh, it's not the case, though. Uh, they, they seem to be very limited to Canada, mostly is where all the Canadians are. Not a lot of them out, out roaming. I guess there probably is a lot of them out roaming the wild, but they're, uh, they're outnumbered outside of Canada. Um, and then there are these old, there's a lot of older couples, and they, they were getting on my nerves, honestly. Everything, every, like, thing we did... They just like have to like one up about this thing they did somewhere else. Like, oh well, it was, 
This was much better in Laos when we did blah blah blah. And on a cruise we did in Mozambique, this was so much better than this. And I was like, shut up. Come on. Like, we don't care about all the places you've gone after retirement. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to say, I didn't take any of your photos. So I don't have a picture of anybody. I didn't, I didn't care for that. Uh, there were two, two younger English girls on the cruise, too. They were like my age, but again, I didn't really, I didn't really socialize with anybody. I just talked to my mom the whole time, and like sometimes, if my mom was talking to people and she brought me into the conversation, I'd talk about it. But I'm not a, I'm not a chatty person, as you know, with the exception of this podcast. Yeah, so we did this river cruise. There wasn't enough booze for me, and I was, that's about it. It was, it was nice though, nice being on the water for that long, and yeah, these uh, fishing villages, not, not great, but not actually not, not terrible, terrible. It's not like a favela or anything like that. It's just like a coastal. There's one nice house there. There's the crickets I ate. Maybe we went to that after the cruise. I don't know. Anyways, then we moved on to Siem Reap, another city. Siem Reap was, uh, it's popping. It's popping. If you're going to go to Cambodia, I think Siem Reap seems to be the, the place to go for young people traveling. Um, and the main thing we got there for that everyone goes for is Angkor Wat, a very, very famous temple, like the biggest, the biggest, the biggest temples in the world. Angkor Wat, the biggest in... Let's see what they say about it. Um, what is Angkor Wat famous for? Uh, it's the most famous temple site in Cambodia. With its five lowest like towers rising 65 meters into the sky, it is an awe-inspiring sight. Yeah. So we went there, left the hotel at like 4 in the morning so we could catch sun sunrise at Angkor Wat. I was wearing my, uh, my elephant cotton pants, my... My Cambodian cotton shirt, so I fit right in. Um, Angkor Wat was a cool day. We, uh, it's a, it's a sight to see. Again, like I said, I wasn't really like super into all the history and stuff, but seeing the construction of this temple and even in this like it's degraded state, um, early fifteenth century. Oh, it's demised in the early fifteenth century. I don't know what. So who built Angkor Wat? Khmer King Survivor Man the second. Khmer King Survivor Man the second. Uh, around the year 1150, uh, started making Angkor Wat. So it's like 900 years old and still, still in good shape, honestly. For a 900-year-old, it's looking, it's looking pretty. Could use a little paint job and like some elbow grease, um, but uh, an incredible complex. I don't know, really know what what else to say to it. Um. They had a lot of time on their hands in the past. Not a lot to do to build these like spectacle sites. Like no one is anything we build gonna last that long? I don't think so. Everything we we have a lot of glass and stuff. I feel like that doesn't last long at all. They didn't have any glass windows. Um, just like uh, wide open concrete. Yeah, so I took some very nice photos at Angkor Wat. Probably some of my favorite photos I've taken. Uh very colorful and beautiful. That was a fun day at Angkor Wat. Um after that we went to like two other temples Angkor tomb and something else. There's a lot of Angkors. I never, I had to ask my mom like a hundred times which temple we were at, and she knew every time. And I was like, I got, every time I asked her, I completely forgot. I'm like, so now we're at Angkor tomb. She's like, no, we're at a different one. Um, so one of them was known for like having these very, like, these faces carved into the stonework. And uh, our tour guide said it's very popular for people to like, if you stand in certain spots, you can like line up your nose to the face's nose 
and like take a picture and that's like a common tourist photo that we took uh then there's another temple that was like in the jungle um so it lost a lot more it's like a lot more broken down uh it's cool to see like the trees growing around the temples though um trees like trees we don't have here in canada uh very unique trees again i wish i had more information for you guys this is cool it's cool look it up i you can't look it up because i don't even know what the temple was called uh is a somewhere in a, around angkor wat oh my nose yeah what else i gotta have some good stories for you guys how long is this podcast so far we're an hour we're an hour and we still have to talk about um so the day after angkor wat angkor wat's awesome very cool that was a fun day walking around all those temples i wish i could go back i would go back and like learn more about it and like talk to the monks and stuff there to like to get more history about it that would have been that would have been necessary like useful and more enjoyable uh so i, I definitely would go back to uh, southeast asia i'd go with my mom i before when i got back from the trip i was like i don't want to go with a tr- for a trip with my mom anymore i'd rather go with my friends uh to uh pub street pub street was what was popping in siam reap uh it's like just it's just this nighttime like market and the road is just filled with like like mobile bars um so they're like you know it's like riding bars where like you can all like everyone sits like us are all around the table just like that it's like that just a bunch of pop-up bars um and of course i was there with my mom though so she didn't want to stop at any of those she's like it's too loud here and there's too much drinking we just let's just keep going so we went to like the night market and like shopped around a little bit and then went back to the hotel i didn't get to hang out in pub street with all like the that's where like the the spring breakers even though it wasn't spring but like that 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 vibe of people i like the college kids and stuff like that they were all hanging out at pub street because it's like 50 cent beers like it's you could get drunk for so cheap there um, they have a ton of like uh, American like pizza places and uh, burgers and all like Americanized food around there. Which I've, I got that stuff. It's not good. It's not good. They they make their own food much better than they make our food. Uh, we we've got burgers and pizza down to an art here in Canada. They haven't figured it out. Their their cheese is weird there. Cheese isn't really like a. I don't think they eat a lot of dairy in Asia. It's not a not a big thing. Um. Uh, ATVs through rice paddies that was a ton of fun in Siam Reap that was like one of my favorite activities just like uh, driving the ATV first of all um, there was like we had to like stay in a group so you couldn't like rip but what I would do is I would I went to the back of the group and I would drive really slowly so like they get ahead of me so then I could just like gun it and catch up to them and then slow back down slow back down slow back down gun it and like guard uh, the other Canadian guys noticed what I was doing he started doing the same thing he's like yeah let's, let's rip a little bit let's do some let's speed up so that was fun, uh, driving those around. And the rice paddies, again, beautiful. It was like, we started in the late afternoon, and then like it came along to sunset. Um, so that was very fun. Again, I think I have pictures of that on Instagram. I don't know. Maybe on my Facebook. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, we went to a circus. Um, it was like a, kind of like a Cirque du Soleil kind of thing, like acrobatics and gymnastics kind of thing. Just people, no, no animals. Uh, so like a lot of gymnast stuff and like stacking people on top of each other and like balancing stuff, going up really high and doing flips and stuff. Um, there was like this college kid in the front row that was hammered and just shouting out through the entire performance. It was super annoying. In my head, I was like, man, I, I should go talk to this guy. 
I should be like, I should like ridicule him and be like, you know, everyone like applaud me. And I, I, I said nothing. I, I did nothing to this kid. I was like, if, if he, if he shouts at me, I'm going to say something. I'm going to totally torture him in front of this entire crowd. I'm going to get him. I'm going to give him a real zinger. Nothing, nothing. I didn't, I didn't say a word. Some other old guy talked to him and the other co- drunk college kid's like, you don't even know me, man. You don't even know me. But I see the whole performance. He was like going, okay, okay, yeah, baby, yeah. Is uh, my mom? She like leaned over me at some point in the in the performance. She's like, "You're kind of being a dick, young man." It's <laughs> like that's why are you telling me? Tell that guy. I would. I totally would, mom. But uh, like, if he talked to me, I would say it though. But you should totally say. You should totally say that to him. Tell him he's being a dick. Cool circus though. It didn't like it kinda it kinda ruined the experience, but like it didn't really ruin the experience. I even I think even the uh the like performers were like, a little bit th- like peeved at this guy. Like they kinda like uh hyped him up a little bit in the beginning because he had like high energy and they liked it. And then they realized like perfectly, oh he's hammered, he's a belligerent guy. And he was like getting drinks. You could there's like an intermission, you could get go get drinks afterwards. So we like if you spend five bucks you got like ten beers. Yeah, so that's the Amreep. Uh, we had a very nice hotel. I had to do I was so I was in online school at the time. So at this hotel in Amreep, I had to like use their Wi Fi and my laptop to like do an assignment and like submit that. Uh, that was kind of a bummer. That I had, I had to do homework. Uh, but a cool place to do homework. Like poolside in Cambodia. Um, they they had a pool and that was awesome too. Swimming and like a bar next to the pool. 50 cent beers did i say the 50 cent beers sometimes the beers were like a dollar 50 i'm like this is a fucking ripoff dude a dollar 50 are you kidding me this is nuts how are they charging these absurd prices um okay i think that's about cambodia uh and then finally thailand was the very last stop we went to bangkok one night in bangkok makes a hot man humble yeah, Bangkok was the final stop. A big, big old city. It's a big old city. I was honestly, not going to lie. Oh, I didn't even talk about the killing fields and stuff. The prison. That was um kind of a downer of a day. Yeah, this was like the history. The, oh, I didn't talk about the Vietnam. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. The war museum we saw in Vietnam, too. That was that was cool. Uh, cool, but also depressing, too. This is like the depressing oh, depressing stuff. We'll, we'll encapsulate it all. So, yeah. In Vietnam, went to the War Museum, which uh, learned a lot about the Vietnam War and that it was, like, uh, useless. There's, like, no reason for him to be there. Uh, just a lot of innocent people died for no reason. Uh, a lot of coverage on, like, Agent Orange and, like, the lasting effects it's had on, like, the Vietnamese people and, like, the, the genetic disorders and, like, it's been awful for them. That was super depressing. Um, but they're also very, like, uh, forgiving. Like, they're not mad at Americans and stuff like that. They're, they're very welcoming uh, to Americans too, and like they just want them to like learn the history, and like this is what happened. This is what it was like from our perspective. Um, I think I don't think there's a lot of supporters of the Vietnam War now. Uh, I don't think so. I think a lot of people realize it was a sham. Um, but then we saw the the killing fields, which, as I talked about the uh, the Khmer Rouge and Pol Pot, the killing fields were where they would take people who were like disobedient or intellectuals. If you wore glasses. For example, you were considered an intellectual, and they killed you. Uh, if you spoke a different language, they killed you. Uh, if you had like a degree, they killed you. If they, anything, anything, 
that was uh, deemed that you have something that other people don't have, uh, you, you got killed for it. Uh, so the the killing fields is where they would like just load up buses of people and take them out here, and they're just like mass graves. Um, they kind of walked us through here. Um, they like the stories they were telling us were just awful. They're like, hey, on this tree here, they would. This is where they would smash the babies, like just grab them by the legs and just like bash them against the tree to kill the babies. Uh, and then the, they'd make the mothers watch, and then they'd kill the mothers and throw them all in this pit. And there's a, aw- just awful, just awful. A very quiet day. And then from there, we went to this prison. Uh, that It was a school that got turned into a prison. And essentially in this prison, you would just be tortured every day um, until you confessed to your crimes, which your crimes were whatever they told you your crimes were. So just admitted uh, that what they said about you is true. Uh, and then if you uh, like confessed to it, they would kill you. And if you didn't confess to it, they'd just torture you the next day. Um, there was like... I think of all the people that went into this prison, like hundreds of thousands, maybe 13 uh, survived. Uh, and one of them, a few of them were like at the prison while we were there. Like they're old guys now and they're like selling books and like talking about their experience. Um, so very interesting to see them. Um, also very like awful, like the photographs and stuff they have in there. Uh, my mom bought the guy's book and I read it uh, last year. Um, I think it was called Survivor or something or a prisoner, or something, something like that, um, yeah, a very, uh, very depressing day, and, um, so, our tour guide, Zam, his younger brother was taking us around this day, and, like, on the bus, he was talking about how, like, uh, so, eventually, um, Vietnam came to the aid of Cambodia, and kind of, like, eliminated the Khmer Rouge, um, and then uh, they needed a new government, uh, and the, it was like the Cambodia People's Party or something that's been like in charge ever since. They like installed installed the democracy, but like the the People's Party, which is there any People's Party uh, in any country that's actually for the people? I don't think so. Um, but our like our tour guide's brother was like saying like, first off he's like, hey, like if people find out I'm telling you this stuff, like I can I can be killed. But he's like the the heads ups in like the Khmer Rouge like just transitioned into the people's party like there's a lot of the same people uh that were part of the genocide in Cambodia that then went on to like join this democratic party and they're like still in charge um Pol Pot who was the leader he like fled into the jungle um and then they caught him and he was supposed to go to trial but he had a heart attack uh like the day before the trial uh so he never He's died. He never served for his crimes. Uh, and there's a lot of people that like. You just have to like kind of go back to your your everyday life, uh, which is weird. Like there's, like this. I mean the same thing like that happens like the Nazis and stuff like that. Like it's just regular people. Like the guards and the soldiers were just regular people. Uh, and then they had to like reintroduce themselves and like all the people you've kept prisoner and like treated shittily, or like you're back to being their neighbors and stuff like that. And so that's a. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish we could go back and take this stuff more seriously. But again, I was like, I just want to drink and like eat food this whole time, which I'm gonna, I mean, I was a 23 year old dude, so it's kind of I think it's fair that I want I wanted to like have a fun time on vacation. You know, I didn't want to learn, but uh, I'd, I'd like to go back now. So let's get back to Bangkok. What do I remember about Bangkok? Um, 
I think we just had a f- pretty much a free day in Bangkok. Uh, there were so I spent the whole time in hotel rooms with my mom, uh, but in Bangkok we were staying like like it's like a like a first class hotel, like a five star hotel. It was very nice, um, and the uh, there's a German couple with us, uh, and they were leaving uh, like two days before because they had to go catch a flight to go somewhere else. Um, so because they were leaving, their hotel room was open and they're like, Hey Aaron, you can like, do you want your own hotel room in Bangkok? I was like, hell yeah, I do. This is sweet. So I got my own like five-star hotel room, which meant I could finally like jerk off for the first time in like four days, which is awesome. Just a great, I immediately, like as soon as I like got in the room by myself, closed the door, started jerking off. Uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. They had Wi-Fi. Noah, I had like an inside uh, hotel room, so there's no no window. Uh, it's kind of like a like a cruise ship room, uh, like if you're in like the inner inner deck. Um, yeah, so I, I jerked off in Bangkok. Um, then we had like a free day the next day, so my mom wanted to go see like all these different Buddha statues. Um, the main one I remember is the reclining Buddha, which is just a behemoth of a statue. I didn't expect it going in, but it's like this massive like uh lying down on his side buddha like he's like chilling out like hand on the side of his head like lying on his side like you know paint me one, like one of your french girls pose um let me see if i can find the other buddhas and that was like a big one that was a cool little complex there that temple structure um i remember we kind of got lost in uh in bangkok my mom wanted to like just walk to everything um so we were walking around and we got totally lost we couldn't read the map because in a different language um, so we had to like ask people for directions, and then we ended up like catching a ferry and then taking a tuk tuk to get us where we were. It was a it was a long day of walking around, and I, at this point I was done. I was kind of done with it. Like I was just I just wanted to go back to the hotel and jerk off more. I was like just get some food, get some room service. Um, uh, there's the there's reclining Buddha. What else we got here? Yeah, wow, what a statue! Look at look it up, reclining Buddha. It is huge. Um, and then we had one last. So we saw a bunch of different like Buddha statues, and there there were other smaller ones all around. We saw like all these little temple places in Bangkok, all these like religious sites. Um, Reclining Buddha was the main one I I remember. Uh, then we had our final dinner with the G Adventures crew. Um, again, don't remember what we had. I feel like it was like we got like an Irish restaurant though. I I remember that. I remember that because the Irish people were like hey this reminds us of home eh this is just like back home in ireland in ireland and bangkok ireland town um and then after that so we had our dinner said bye to everybody everyone gave us like each other hugs and then zam's like you know what uh no zam didn't come with us but the irish people that like, came and talked to my mom and i they're like hey we're gonna go kind of like check out this like pub street and stuff if you guys want to do something like for the rest of the night and i'm like oh yeah elish is like super hot i'll go anywhere with her even though her boyfriend's here or husband and he's like six foot five and like 250 dude's just stacked um we're like yeah let's go let's go check it out um so we're walking to this pub street and pub street just happens to also be like the i guess red light district um where all the, all the lady boys are this is where all the brothels are, and uh, apparently you don't want to be a single man. Uh, like, you see it. Uh, we saw, like, some dudes walking by themselves, 
and like they walk past all these like all the ladies are outside on the street like trying to encourage people to come in and like you see like the i don't know what the the names like what the term was but there's like the the mother the mother in quotations like the old lady like the lady pimp that's like keeping all her her hens together like sternly looking after them and like sending them to like go grab this like single guy and like try and convince him like pull on his arms like come come inside please oh we'll treat you so well get in here and my mom's like these are all boys really now (laughs) either either is like incredibly well done makeup and like they did a great job converting these boys to women my theory was though that they kept the girls outside um to like get the guys to come in then when you're inside the dark building you can't really see what's going on you get some drinks going that's where the lady boys are and that's where they like get you that was my theory i don't know we didn't go in uh i did love though that i was wearing my shirt um that you might have seen in the weekly recaps the uh the douchebag guy was wearing it but uh <laughs> the shirt is just a black shirt and in white text it says let me ask my mom uh so i i felt that was a really fun shirt to wear uh getting propositioned by lady boys like do you want to come inside like i don't let me ask my mom see if i can go, go mom can i go with a lady boy but no none of them recruited me because we, we were in a group and they kind of leave you alone um but we ended up just going to this the, they found another irish pub uh so we went there had some had some pints of guinness um watched a, a football game and then we went back to the hotel um, we had, da, da, da. um, I think I might've got my timeline wrong thinking about leaving. I think this would have been our second last day was when we say goodbye to everybody. Uh, then the next day after, um, after to do this, uh, lady boy fiasco, then we went, had our day to ourselves and we saw the reclining Buddha and all that. And then that night for dinner, uh, my mom and I were like, we're exhausted. We kind of just wanted to like stay in the hotel and eat. So we went to the hotel restaurant and I got a, I got a pizza and a Caesar salad. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm done with all this Asian food. Uh, and the Caesar salad came with like, instead of, it had like a, like a raw fish in it and uh hard boiled eggs. And I, I just ate it like not thinking about it. And boy, was that a mistake. I did not get sick from drinking the water, but that raw fish Oh my God, we had to get on a, on a flight. Like we we're leaving Bangkok to come back home. Uh, that next morning, like early morning, like 5 a.m. or something, I had to go to the airport and we got to the airport. And on like the, th- the three hours before getting on the plane, I spent the like, whole time in the bathroom, like just sitting on a stall, just shitting my brains out. Like it just kept coming and coming and coming. My stomach was terrible. It was awful. I got a, I got Montezuma's Revenge hardcore and then i was looking up like yeah don't eat the raw fish in uh, asian countries your body can't handle it and i was i thought i could handle the water the fish were in the water why why had the fish hit hurt me i was wrong though um so the flight back was miserable um i got a we got a better seat we were like right at the right in front of the kitchen so we had like a wall behind us we had like a little extra leg room but feeling sick the whole time and they were cooking the meals um right behind us and they're like cooking this mushroom meal, and honestly, I was I was nauseous the whole time, um, just smelling the mushrooms constantly. I couldn't eat mushrooms for a while afterwards. Just the smell of mushrooms made me sick. Uh, and at this point, I had already watched all the movies on the first fourteen-hour flight. They didn't change them over on the second flight back. It was the same movie selection. Um, so that was kind of a downer. But 
overall, honestly, that was a that was a long that was a long story. That was a very long story. I don't even know if you guys could have taken anything away from that. Um, it's a fun trip, though. It's definitely a fun trip. Uh, would do it again uh, if anyone wants to go. It's a, it's dirt cheap. Like the, the flight there costs a little bit of money, but once you're there, you can you can do a lot. I'd love to like just go like buy a scooter. Um, and just like drive around and like kind of backpack it. I, I think that'd be a lot of fun. If anyone's on board and wants to do that, let, hit me up. Hit me up. We'll do it. We'll trash man style. The language barrier is the only thing I, I worry about. I don't like when people. I can't just like talk to people in English, and they understand me. I don't. I don't like. I don't like when it's not that case. Do 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 musical interlude. Other than that, though, my throat is killing me. Um, yeah. So, uh, Rut and Cambodia. That was this podcast, episode thirty. Uh, we we're at a thousand views again uh, since I was off by a hundred last time. We were actually we were actually made it to a thousand, so that's kind of cool. Episode thirty. I thought I was by I thought episode twenty six on six months, but episode thirty is kind of a nicer nicer number. But we we have dipped we have dipped down in viewership. This um. I talked about that book, The Alchemist, um, last week, and all the all the books and stuff. Um, and one of the things they talk about in the book is that, like, you know, beginner's luck. Think when you start a new project and start a new task, it's easy, and then like the challenges start coming in. And I think uh, I think my beginner's luck has run out, and I'm now in the challenging stage of uh, of life, of uh, you know, chasing your dream. So uh, I gotta I gotta stick to it and figure it out. Keep my head up high. Stop being such a downer on myself. Stop being so mean to myself. But other than that, guys, if you made it this far, I appreciate you. I love and thank you, and uh, thank you for the support. Hopefully, I can make you guys better stuff and uh, take better care of you. And uh, other than that, my throat's killing me. So uh, thanks for listening. Aaron out. Hey, you did a great job listening to this podcast, and I really think you're going to do a great job again next week. So be sure to tune in to Aaron Air Out every Friday on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Also, find me on YouTube at Aaron the Brock. Take it easy, folks. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed your stay. Now take what you learned and have a great day. Damn, it feels good to air out.